Welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about jujitsu and life. I'm Jen Eads, a white belt full of curiosity and questions about all the things jujitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu brown belt, still obsessed with jujitsu. And I'm Jennifer Risser, and I'm a Brazilian jujitsu purple belt. And we have a special guest. Yes. Hi, this is Sarah Black, and I'm a black belt training out of Hibera Jiu-Jitsu, Philadelphia, and I am the owner of Conscious Kitchen, LLC. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's start with, like, how did you get started in jiu-jitsu? Well, I actually got started in judo uh, to begin with. So when I was in college at Drexel University, they actually had a judo team. Uh, so I joined that, and that was kind of like my first ever group sport. Somehow that transitioned into jujitsu and I got hooked on jujitsu from there. Jujitsu can be rough on the body, but easier on the body than judo. <laughs> Judo's hard. Yeah, Judo's so definitely. hard. <laughs> it is. I definitely thought I broke my ribs at some point while I was beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. So, I It is definitely rough. I wanted to do judo when I very first started ju- doing jujitsu and, um, my then boyfriend at the time, now husband, was like, uh, no, you don't want to. <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I don't think that you do. Stick with jujitsu. That's, that's the right choice. It was the right choice, especially for my body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely more longevity in the sport. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, tell us just a little bit about your jujitsu journey. Like, do you compete? Do you teach? Tell us about it. I like to think I'm well-rounded. So I do a little bit of everything. Um, I do kettlebells instruction here. I uh, teach our level one class as well. And I also compete as much as possible, which is not that much these days. But um, I definitely try to do the bigger tournaments, definitely Master Worlds. Try to do PANS as well. And um, some of the local like New York and D.C. tournaments in this area Uh, occasionally fight to win. I'm a little uh, more introverted, so it's not my style, but I like to have fun with it. And it's a nice challenge and forces me to kind of step outside my box that way. Nice. Do you have any competitions coming up? Coming up, I'm actually we're traveling down to Memphis for the Memphis Open. So That one I'm looking forward to. It's nice to like get excited about a tournament again and train for something. It definitely makes it more exciting. So that's on the horizon. And then hopefully a few more will sneak in this year. Nice. Yeah. I definitely want to do like uh, gi pans in the fall and master worlds for sure. Yeah. And I'm excited. It's on the East coast this year. We don't have to fly out to California for once. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. That's nice. (laughs) That'll be a little helpful. Hopefully you can make it out and hopefully I can see you there. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. We had actually talked about doing Memphis. We kind of looked at it. And then right as we were talking about doing it, they announced uh, that they're doing a tournament in Indy. So we decided Indy Open would be next. A little closer. What would be? Yeah. What would be next on the calendar for us? (laughs) Yeah. It's very convenient. It's very convenient. (laughs) I'm so glad it sold out, too, because that like hopefully will make them come back to us. They're all selling out really quick these days. You have to like jump on them just to register. I know, which is great. Yeah, Detroit sold out in like 48 hours. Oh, wow. That's insane. <laughs> it's insane. It's so crazy. I think it's just a, a much smaller venue, too. So I don't think they were able to get as many people in. But still, that's amazing. Okay. So, yeah. What do you do like day job wise? Day job? Something completely different. <laughs> Nothing related <laughs> uh, to jujitsu or cooking. I'm on a data team at Cigna. 
so giant healthcare company. And I do kind of like IT work and a little web application development. So a little more, I, I always say like I exhaust myself mentally at work and then I go to practice to exhaust <laughs> myself physically. So that's great. I always sleep well. <laughs> that's, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How did the idea for Conscious Kitchen come up? Um, it kind of naturally evolved, which is my favorite way to go. <laughs> Nothing forced, but I was always into cooking growing up. Um, then it kind of got put on the back burner. And then as I was trying to like diet and a little weight cut initially, I kind of got reinvigorated into the idea of cooking. So kind of adding that constraint of, well, let me back up a step to cut weight. I kind of cut out a lot of carbs. And for some reason that kind of excited me because it kind of made cooking challenging. So it was like, I had to come up with creative ideas and um, kind of put more focus on what I was eating. And then that spurred into like a lot of meal prepping. And from there, it was just like going 10 years in a sport, 10 plus years, you kind of live through a number of different circumstances, like life changes, diet changes, um, goals change, and just kind of navigating that with that creativity has been kind of like a passion project for me. So naturally, I kind of just wanted to share that. And I've had a lot of more time with the pandemic to kind of focus on that and gone through more changes, which has made it even more exciting. So I'm just kind of hoping I can give back to the community, the jujitsu community by kind of sharing that creativity and insight that I've kind of picked up along the way. For our listeners that don't know what Conscious Kitchen is, would you tell them a little bit about what it is? Sure. I think a lot of people have a basic understanding of nutrition. So you know what foods you probably should be eating and are going to help you out in the long run. And the problem is, is it's not always easy to eat healthy just because you know what you should be eating. So the idea is to kind of break down some of the barriers that kind of prevent you from eating as healthy as you would. So like things like convenience and time management, um, things like coming up with ideas that make it challenging to cook a healthy meal every night. I'm trying to kind of help people with those issues and help them actually use that nutritional knowledge they have. So uh, I kind of created Conscious Kitchen to not only not just educate, but more like inspire and bring out creativity and give people hope that just because you know what you should be eating doesn't mean it's easy, doesn't mean you should be discouraged because you can't eat as healthily and give them some creativity and insight into what I do and what works for me. And hopefully they can kind of use that to improve their own self and energy levels and quality of food things like that. So I do do some meal prep as well, uh, especially for like camps and things, just because I find that fun in my own opinion. So, you know, hopefully other people benefit as well, <laughs> but uh, definitely open to other things, uh, doing workshops, creating recipes, things like that. So you're coming out for a uh, role model camp in June. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about like your workshop and, and what you're going to be doing at camp? Well, first of all, the most important part is there's going to be a little more interactive element, which is fun. It's, we're going to have some food on premises. We're not really supposed to have food, but we're going to do some taste <laughs> testing. We're sneaking that in there. Um, 
Yeah. And it, just to help kind of drill some of the ideas I have and things that work for me, but we're going to be going over again, kind of things like how to create a lunch on the fly when you're working from home, uh, things like creating dynamic meals and accounting for different people's dietary requirements or um, restrictions, things like that. And also coming up with ideas. I definitely want to kind of give some resources to people so they can continue to get information after I'm there, but we'll have some taste tests and snacks and things like that. So it should be a really fun time. I'm excited. That's awesome. I'm excited too. We actually had three workshops planned and then uh, a Q&A session with the people that were doing the workshops and the black belts. And then I think Natalie boss contacted me about you first and uh, you and I started talking and I was like, okay, we're getting rid of Q and a, they can ask questions whenever <laughs> They'll be there all weekend. They can ask questions whenever let's add this fourth workshop. So I'm very excited to have you there. I think it's going to be very beneficial for all of the people there. So I'm really excited as well. Yeah. We can't let my wife hear that there's going to be learning about cooking and things going on because she might have unrealistic expectations oh. when I come back from jujitsu camp. You might That's surprise her yeah. though afterwards. Maybe. I might be like, yeah. what I learned. Exactly. That's such yeah. a thing. I mean, you know, maybe you could cook a little for some cookies. Like, maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll see what happens. I will come make Beth dinner if she'll yeah. give me cookies. Same. Same. Okay. All right. <laughs> Beth makes amazing cookies. So <laughs> you can make some taste tests for everyone too there we go <laughs> very excited we do talk a lot about like you know competing and stuff i'd like to hear you know you said you don't really care to do the fight to win as much because you're more of an introvert but just in general can you talk a little bit about like being nervous for competition or like how you prepare for competition our audience often likes to hear about that well, see, I cheated a little because <laughs> back in my judo days, we used to do like tournaments almost every weekend at one point because there were so many little tournaments. Um, that's hard to do these days, especially with jujitsu. But um, I think building that confidence, like just going to compete just became like another day, another weekend activity. So definitely helped with my nervousness. So I don't get quite as nervous as I would say the average person, which is very helpful, but that would be my recommendation for people that do get nervous. It's like, keep going out there, do it every time. And then it becomes something like, oh, I'm just going out to fight. That's what I do every day. So <laughs> um, that's definitely helpful, but also kind of getting your routine. A lot of things, especially as an introvert that make me nervous is uncertainty. So like, if I don't know, I'm going to eat that day or what my weight's going to be or what gi I'm going to wear, what I need to pack, things like that, that gets me nervous. And just kind of having some like stability, understanding like, this is my routine. This is what I do. My warm up. I'm going to get ready. I'm going to focus on this, listen to this music, something like that, and just get in the right mindset. So you're kind of controlling everything you can control. So there's less to kind of make you nervous. So that's definitely something I work on as well. I need my routine. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah. Even being able to like picture the gymnasium or the, you know, convention center or whatever that you're going to be in is always so helpful. Yeah. And with the IBJJF tournaments, 
a lot of times they're all in the same venue. So like it's, mm-hmm. it becomes like a second home. They're like, oh, go into that venue again. We know that one very well. Yeah. Yeah. That's always very helpful for me. Just kind of be able to picture it. And even like talking about camp, you know, the rooms that we had camp in last year were in different room this time because it's a lot bigger. And, um, you know, I'm like, we have to set our eyes on it. Like, I know I've been in that room so many times because we've done other events there, but I was like, I need to set my eyes on it with like the thought of camp. Um, Take a little quick tour. Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I like everything planned out. makes me feel a lot more comfortable. What does your pre-tournament warm-up look like? A lot of times we actually like pull out our own little yoga mat um, that we bring to tournaments with us. So like rollbacks, like nice gentle things um push-ups are a good way to like get my heart rate up because i always want to like go out there feeling warm i almost want to have a sweat before i go out there because that's always the worst is that like immediately rush of adrenaline that that floods you and then you're not able to kind of get a hold of yourself so definitely that and a lot of it's actually more of like a judo warm-up where you kind of like skip rope in the air type thing just to like kind of hop around and get your body uh, warmed up and temperature elevated, things like that. What types of foods do you eat day of competition? Like what does that look like typically? Usually a lot of protein bars. <laughs> just because it's quick and easy. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You never want to, one of the things we always say too, is that you never want to change up your diet. Like the day before you're always like, you want to have your body feel like it's an average day you're getting ready for training. So if there's something you eat right before training, like a snack, that's probably the best thing to do right before a competition so that you're kind of used to it. Your body's like, I have my, my fuel. This is what I'm going to go to when I need energy and then go from there. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. It's great. This is your first time at role model camp. Aside from your workshop, what are you most looking forward to? I'd have to say learning from some of the other black belts. I know Christina's going to be there and we've actually competed against each other, which is pretty neat, but uh, I've never actually learned from her or taken a seminar. So definitely interested uh, for the other black belts that are going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always fun to get to like pick out who we're going to have come in and we have a lot of black belts just attending this year too. So it's going to be awesome just to get some rounds in and we've been talking about like, trying to make sure our bodies are ready for <laughs> getting to roll the whole weekend and stuff. So we didn't get to roll much last year. Um, I definitely didn't. I think I rolled like four rounds last year just because, you know, sometimes you get so busy. Um, so this year, like that was one of our main goals to get to train more uh, during camp. But yeah, learning from all the black belts is is amazing. So it'll be a lot of fun. How do you approach learning new things as a black belt? You know, even as a purple belt, it feels like there aren't tons of new things to learn, you know, like, do you typically just go with a goal of, you know, one new detail or how do you approach that? Seminars are always incredibly overwhelming because it's all this new information and it's almost more of a challenge because I'm not used to going into a room and learning a whole bunch of new things because we generally learn things that I already know. So it's, my goal is just to kind of do everything and find something that kind of speaks to me. Like if there's something that I'm like, that's going to work perfectly in my game. I want to pick up that and I'm going to remember that and practice that forever. So it's definitely like, I don't, I know that I'm still going to learn things. I don't know everything just because I'm a black belt. There's only 
more people looking at me to know things, but (laughs) (laughs) not always true. Uh, We all know different things. We all learn different things. So it's definitely exciting to see new stuff come out. Do you keep a notebook or do you tend to like take a video or something of the thing that you want to remember just to, because I feel like by the end of camp, if I don't have it like written down or some video of it or something, you know, there's, there's three, three hour seminars. (laughs) I'm going to lose all of it on Uh Monday. Can we not get a copy of video of all of these? (laughs) Maybe someday. Maybe someday. We'll talk about that next year. Okay. Yeah, I'm not big on taking notes. Uh, I always like want to and wish I had, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, no, videos are definitely helpful because it puts me in the mindset of where, what I was thinking or what position I was in at the time. It's, it's kind of hard to translate from writing, but some people are better at that than others, I think, yeah. <laughs> better than me. <laughs> Typically, like most of our instructors allow video um, as long as you're not like sharing it. So like as long as you're keeping it. But we just always say, you know, like ask the instructor beforehand or we always start that session with, you know, is it OK to video or not? Um, but if if the instructor isn't comfortable with it, I always recommend people just like, you know, grab your partner at the end, run through everything and, you know, take a video of what you did during that session just to kind of help you remember it afterwards. Yeah. And I think that's beneficial, too, because you kind of change it up or modify things do with your own style. So kind of seeing what you did before helps you kind of recreate that afterwards. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned that you teach at your gym. Do you teach seminars ever? Not at my gym necessarily. Um, We have brought in, we actually had this really cool event pre-quarantine that was uh, Galentine's Day. And we brought in a bunch of people, uh, a bunch of women actually, from the city and kind of did a fun like intro to jujitsu, which was really neat. We had a, a big crowd, a big showing, which was awesome. Very cool. Awesome. Do you go out to other schools and teach seminars at all? I've done events more than seminars. Um, I've taught a couple like mini seminars and then did like, what was it? There was another camp that we did, the Yoshi Haisha. I butchered that, I know. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. But I did a seminar at that event as well. So not huge into traveling too much. Yeah. Have a lot of responsibility here, running classes and everything, but definitely open to it and um, happy to do it. If if anyone wants me to come out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are your ultimate goals with Conscious Kitchen? I don't have huge, huge goals. It's not something that I'm doing to make money or anything. Um, really, it's just something that I'm passionate about. And I want to kind of help other people if I have the ability to do that. So kind of still exploring where I want to go with it. But um, for right now, just reaching out and seeing, I, I do want to do a lot more interactive workshops, but kind of holding off until a little more vaccinations are out there. So yeah, yeah, I get that. When did you get your black belt? So I, uh, this August is actually going to be three years. So I'm gonna nice. up my first stripe. Um, it was actually, it was the perfect day. I think my coach planned it perfectly. Um, we went out to the Vegas open and I was able to beat someone that I did not expect to beat. And I <laughs> got to take home the gold and then they surprised me with my belt there. So 
That's was awesome. Very cool. Nice. That's awesome. Very good. All right. At the end of all of our podcasts, we usually do like an on the mat tip and an off the mat tip. Do you have either or both of those for our listeners? I would say for on the mat is consistency more than anything. Honestly, it doesn't just help you, but it helps the entire team that's on the mat, which then again helps you. So the more you show up, the better you'll get. And also the better the room will get, especially I know I talk a little bit about women. We have a nice size women's team, which is amazing. And I think it's all because you can always count on the girl being on the mat. So it's not like, do I show up today? Do I have anyone to train with? It's, I know there's going to be people there. So I keep showing up and it makes them better. And then they in turn make me better. So that's definitely consistency on the mat is number one thing above anything else. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Do you have an off the mat tip? Off the mat tip is come to my workshop and learn how to (laughs) (laughs) creatively cook. (laughs) I love it. Uh, No, but definitely um, keep pay attention to your diet because even like for your own health reasons outside of that, it's, it does impact your training and you just feel so much better if you're eating properly. So definitely my number one goal off the mat. Nice. Where can people find you, you know, Facebook, Instagram? I'm probably a little bigger on Instagram. So I personally am Sarah underscore block underscore BJJ. And also we have conscious underscore kitchen underscore LLC. Big on the underscores. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have links to those in the show notes. Absolutely. Where can we find you, Jen? I am hanging out on Instagram at Brassy Broad Jen. You can find me on Instagram at JRiz in the His. <laughs> and I'm AJ Clearman everywhere you look. You can also find us together at Beauty in the Ghee podcast. podcast. Great. <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> and we have a Facebook group, Beauty in the Ghee Gang. Yep. yep. And then obviously you can find us, uh, the role model grappling on Instagram as well. All in the show notes. All (laughs) links to everything, everywhere. Yeah. Great. So we are super excited to see you at camp in just a few weeks. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you on on the the mats. mats.